0: So grab a coffee, relax and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Welcome to episode 34 of 50 Minute Freelancer. Today I want to talk about a grisly little grumbly question that comes up time and time again in freelance land. And I'm sure you're no stranger to it, whether you're brand new to freelancing or you're a little more well seasoned. Should you ever work for free? Is it ever okay to provide your freelancing services for free? This is what we're talking about today. If you're self-employed and your business is providing a creative or B2B service of some sort, chances are someone has come to you saying, we can't pay, sadly, but you'll get great exposure. Or we have an amazing opportunity for someone who wants to get a foot in the door. Or we don't have a budget just yet, but we'll pay you in equity. In most cases, these would be ginormous flashing red flags with sirens blaring in the background. But are there occasions where unpaid work could be worthwhile and how do you decide? So this is what I would like to dig into today because it's been on my mind this week. Emotions run high when we talk about whether it's okay to work for free and I think that's because there are So many examples of freelancers being expected to work for free or just generally being undervalued. So I want to dispel the myth that freelancing means you're always desperate for the next project, living hand to mouth, and therefore that you'll bite the hand of any potential clients who offers you the tiniest morsel of paid work. Of course, there are challenging times and there may well be times when you take on work that you'd maybe rather skip because you have bills to pay, But it really grates when clients assume that this is your situation, this is everyone's situation, because it's not. And if they're trying to get free work or a big discount on that basis, mm, I don't like that. I think a lot of folk will immediately say, no, you should never work for free, know your worth. Those clients who promise exposure or bulk work down the line are just trying to get one over on you. They don't value you. And to that, I say yes, often that is unfortunately the case. But I do also think that if you position yourself and your services carefully, you're less likely to get inquiries like that. And I think once you've been in business for a while, you start to develop a kind of gut instinct about these ones. So you can spot the red flags and just say no thanks and move on. But I think there are some good reasons to work on projects when you're not financially compensated or at least not at your regular rate. And maybe this is a bit controversial, but I want to dig into some of these today. I think there are three scenarios when maybe it is okay to work for free. And those situations kind of depend on where you are in your career. So the decision might be different if you're just starting out compared to when you're a little more experienced. So scenario one where working for free might make sense is when you're just starting out as a freelancer or you're moving into a new industry or specialism and you don't have any samples to prove your skills yet. How can a client feel confident in hiring you without any relevant samples or testimonials? We've actually talked about this on one of the earlier episodes, so I will put that in the show notes so you can go back to it if you like. How do you get experience when you don't have experience, that old paradox? If you're just starting out, doing some spec work could be a really effective way to show people what you can do and give you something to put in your portfolio to get the ball rolling when you speak to new clients. So you might create a piece of work for an imaginary project or for a brand that you like and then share it with them. They may or may not use it, but you can put it in your portfolio as long as you make clear that it was spec work. And this can work because, while big brands and big publications should always be paying people for their work. If you have absolutely no evidence that you can deliver and they're not even hiring or looking for anything, then you will be struggling to get a foot in the door there. Another example here might be if there's a particular person or team that you really want to work with, but they're not hiring, or maybe they're kind of out of your league. So you might offer to do some work for free just to see behind the scenes on their processes. And I'm thinking here about really well-established big names, and you would really need to do something out of the box to catch their attention. These would be situations where you have a huge amount to gain from the relationship or experience, but not that much to offer in return. They'd be taking a chance on you or letting you in with no real need to do so. So the, the power balance is a little bit swayed in their favor there. What else? Uh, Another situation where working for free for experience might make sense is when you're learning a new skill and you want to test it in the real world. So so let's say you're a copywriter who normally writes websites and you want to move into email copywriting. Maybe you've done a course and you want to find a client who will be your beta tester. In that case, you might charge a slightly lower rate. I wouldn't necessarily work for free in that case, but charging a lower beta rate might make sense so doing some unpaid work in those early days whether it's early days in terms of your freelancing career or in terms of your newfound specialism can make sense to help you show your skills build relationships and start to attract more clients if you send something on spec and they use it i would say that they should still pay you uh, but if having that brand's name on your resume will help you attract more clients who will pay then that's really a decision that you can make it may be worth it the key here is that it's your decision You reached out to them. This is something that you have decided to offer yourself. If someone comes to you with an offer of unpaid experience, if you're a student or an intern, let's say, that absolutely should be paid work. Legally, uh, in the UK anyway, internships should be paid. So working for free has to be a strategic decision for you or you'll end up selling yourself short and contributing to the culture of unpaid work and undervaluing freelancers, which we do not want. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, scenario two is when exposure really could launch your career. I know, I know, this is the number one rule that we hear it time and time again: don't work for exposure. But sometimes it might make sense. Again, it has to be your decision, and it has to be strategic. You have to be sure that you will benefit from the exposure to a degree that justifies the lack of payment. If someone comes to you and they're just some random little small business, what's the exposure? Who are they exposing you to? If someone comes to you promising exposure, I would be wanting to know why they can't offer financial compensation and I'd be wanting some evidence of how they're so sure that exposure will manifest itself. Generally, I can't see how doing creative work for free results in much exposure unless it's a huge brand or influencer who will be shouting from the rooftops that you did the work and there's a high likelihood that everyone in their audience will be excited to find out more about you. This is really what we're talking about when we think about exposure. I can't really imagine why those um, brands or influencers wouldn't have the budget to pay you, but there may be situations. I think the exposure line applies more to speaking engagements, perhaps Uh, creating content for someone's online course, that kind of thing. I've done speaking engagements for free before, and it was a lot of work. I didn't see a huge bump in new inquiries, so honestly it was a bit of a disappointment and I'm going to be really hesitant to do that kind of thing again. Now that's not to say it was a complete waste of time. Maybe it was good to get the chance to practice my public speaking skills without too much pressure. I could reuse the content, of course, and being seen as a public speaker maybe gave me a little credibility boost, but in reality, looking back, it was not worth the work. It was a lot of work. Lesson learned for next time, I guess. But these are the things that you really need to weigh up. Consider the value of the relationship beyond what's on the invoice, whether that's access to a new network, a new audience or industry, new experience or for a cause that you care about. When you're further on in your career, this kind of exposure-based justification for free work might apply if you have something to promote, if you've got a book or a course or something else to promote and you go on, let's say, someone else's podcast or you speak at their event. In those situations, it's very clear what each party brings to the party. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't think about how I was going to say this. (laughs) And how each one benefits. But that's maybe a bit different to providing your normal freelancing services for free. Again, it has to be a conscious, strategic decision. The third scenario where I'd say working for free might be OK is when it's for charity or for a cause that you really care about. Beyond those early career opportunities, once you're a bit more established, there are fewer times when you want to work for free. But pro bono is probably one of them. Many charities, indie ventures and good causes don't have the budget to pay so if there's something that you feel very strongly about, you might consider offering your services for free. I think you do need to be really clear about what the scope of work is and that they are getting something for free that that would normally be paid for. You don't want to get sucked into providing a small project for free and then feeling guilty when they ask for more. This has happened to me before and it's super awkward. So those are three scenarios, I think that was three, (laughs) when I think unpaid work may make sense for genuine experience that you can't get elsewhere, for genuine exposure that could really launch your career, or for a cause that you really believe in. So what about times when you definitely should say no? One specific thing that I wanted to cover here was you should say no when someone asks you to do a test project for free. This is kind of a hard and fast rule for me now. Some people may say it could be worth it, but for me... I don't know. I don't know if this happens to other service providers, but copywriters and content writers are often asked to do an unpaid writing test before they're hired. And I do understand that many clients may worry about jumping into a contract with a writer who turns out not to know a spacebar from their elbow, but that doesn't mean that any of us should be working for free. I think I've done maybe one writing test for free in my entire career and it was someone that I really wanted to work with and I thought I could learn from them. Although in the back of my mind, I was still thinking, ah, oh, it's disappointing that they would do this. And it didn't work out. I think this was probably because I was aware that it wasn't paid, it wasn't my best work. You know, you end up rushing because the time that you spend on this unpaid project is time that you could be spending on paid client work and it's hard to kind of get that out of your mind. You end up resenting it and it puts you in a position where you're having to prove yourself to them, which isn't really a great way to start off a working relationship where you want to be equal partners. You're on the back foot there. They have all the decision-making power. If it's a paid test project, you get to suss them out too. They get to see your writing skills and you get to see their invoice paying skills. (laughs) By all means, if someone isn't sure about jumping into a full-blown project yet, you can suggest a smaller test project like this to see if you're a good fit. So they get to see what it's like to work with you without making too big a commitment and it's a paid project so you don't lose out. So yeah, times to say no to free work. When the client can clearly pay and just doesn't want to, no thanks. When the client offers exposure that clearly is not there, no thanks, when you can't afford to, okay, so this one's important, even if there may be a reasonable payoff or long-term payoff um, to doing a free project for someone uh, where you feel like you're going to get great experience or great exposure, if you can't afford to do that, you need to be spending your time on the paid work. And that is really just a balance that you'll have to figure out for yourself be mindful of not contributing to the culture of unpaid work It's bad for business for everyone and especially to people in marginalized groups who are maybe assumed to be more willing to work for free so we don't want to be contributing to that culture as i say with most of these examples it's very important to have clear boundaries and make sure both parties know what's expected so you don't get roped into doing way more than you intended Make sure that where it's something that client has come to you with rather than you reaching out to them, you get the terms in writing so the scope is clear and the client knows that they're getting a strategic freebie. (laughs) Some people even send an invoice with the the usual rate discounted to zero. So they'll send an invoice which shows what would normally cost to get that service and it's discounted to zero to make that point. There's always an exchange of value and both parties need to understand and acknowledge that. And we also need to remember that for us, it's an exchange of energy too. You need to know the value of your time. And if you choose to do something that's not financially compensated and you're not feeling good about it, that's not going to lead you in a good place. So if you choose to do something that's not financially compensated, make sure it's intentional and you feel good about it. You might think that people would be grateful to get a freebie, but in actual fact, people tend to be more excited about things they paid for. Projects work better when we each have skin in the game. And actually, this is why you should think carefully before doing free work for friends or family too. It's up to you, of course, but the stories that I hear of freelancers offering mates rates never seem to end well. It gets awkward. You might start to feel taken advantage of or resentful about it. They wonder why you're leaving their WhatsApp messages on red. Basically, it gets icky and, you know, true friends should want to support your business and pay proper rates. So let's wrap up then. Never undersell yourself, but if you feel that an unpaid opportunity could genuinely lead to bigger and better things and you can afford it and you want to do it and you're excited about it, then go for it. Bottom line is that if you feel excited about it and you feel good about it, then go for it. Okay, that's my tuppence worth on whether you should ever work for free. Some scenarios where maybe it's okay, situations where "Mm, no thanks, (laughs) I would love to know what you think. Okay, until next time, bye-bye. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks. And until next time, happy freelancing.